0: I think one of the benefits of having a virtual assistant who is not a bookkeeper is that you get an outside perspective. You get to hear from someone that works with other small businesses because that's what they do. They're a virtual assistant to businesses. Welcome to Gentle Frog's Bookkeeping Lilypad, your cozy corner of the podcasting world, where numbers tell a story and bookkeeping blossoms into an adventure. My name is Rachel Barnett, and I'm glad you're here. This podcast is for bookkeepers who enjoy authentic, unfiltered, and always encouraging friend to chalk shop with. We will be discussing what it's like to own and operate a small bookkeeping business. In this episode, I want to talk about having a virtual assistant and what that might look like for your business. I have always been planning to have an episode or frankly, many episodes on this, but I decided to bump it up in the queue. There's a podcast that I listen to and support called Mike and Blaine, Business, Beer, and BS. In their latest episode, it's titled My Virtual Assistant Needs an Assistant, and they talked about their struggle with what they might hire a virtual assistant to do, when it might be beneficial, and just the fact that they've not really had one and they don't really use one. So I wanted to talk about what a virtual assistant can do for you, and then specifically how my virtual assistant, Jess, is incredibly helpful for me. If I were to tell you all of the things she does for me, this podcast would go on for hours. So instead, I'm just going to speak high level about the things she does for me that might inspire something for you. Jess is not available for hire, but other virtual assistants are. I lumped my ideas into four categories. Distractions, drafting and creating things, miscellaneous tasks, and perspective. Distractions by far is the biggest and best thing that she does for me. I will spend all day on a good distraction. I know that if I do that, I won't get anything done. Instead, I have a virtual assistant and I outsource my distraction to them. I have been doing this for years. If you were to look at my finances, you would say, this doesn't make any sense. You're not in a position to outsource as much as you do to a VA. The answer or the thing that I would tell you is that I need to do this. My brain is such that if I don't have a way to know that the things are being worked on or there's movement being made in the direction of the things that are on my brain, I'll spin, I'll focus on those things and I won't get anything done. Somebody has to be focused on it. So I made a list of my distractions and then I narrowed it down. The distractions I want to talk to you about are researching and setting up software. There are what feels like about 40 million different kinds of software. Every time I open up, Slack or Facebook or LinkedIn, I'm bombarded with messages from well-meaning people. People who say, hey, here's a software that I love. And I know you'll love it too. If you were to use this software, you would save money. You would make more sales. You would be more productive. You would work less hours. Really, if I spent all the time in the world looking into every software that seems slightly appealing to me, I would get nothing done. So what I do instead is I briefly glance at a software and if I think that there's a chance that it's interesting, I will send it over to Jess and I'll say, hey, I'm looking at this one software and it, it appeals to me because it does X, Y, and Z. Can you take a look and see if this makes sense for my business or if I'm just excited? And can you also see if there are any alternatives that might make more sense and just give me your high-level overview? Jess will come back and say, yeah, here's my thoughts. Sometimes things go from there and sometimes they don't. If they go from there and if she says, hey, this is great, she gives me a very brief overview of the software and just says, here's why it's awesome. Here's what it costs. Here's the things you should know. Here's some potential drawbacks in case you care. The next step is that I always ask, can you set it up for me? And oftentimes she'll say yes. So most recently this happened with Notion. Everybody's talking about Notion and I wanted to look into it and a very specific use case for it. I wanted to replace a different software that I was using that I was putting my videos into. I was using a software called Searchy, but it was $200 a month and it wasn't working for the thing I needed it to do. In addition, it was $200 a month. So I went to my network and Seth David said, you know what, for what you're doing, you should look at Notion. And Notion, if you've not used it or heard of it, it's kind of like Evernote or OneNote. It can do a ton of things. And so we looked at this and Jess said, yeah, it'll work for the thing you're thinking about. I said, can you set it up? She's like, certainly, I just, I have no idea how it works. I said, how do you feel about me buying you a Notion course and then paying you to set it up based on my needs? And then once it's set up, how do you feel about giving me a very brief video to explain a handful of things that I need to know to use the software based on how you set it up? She is amazing. She said, yep, no problem. I'll go take the course. I'll get it set up. I'll send you a video on how to use it. And then we can adapt from there. That conversation that we had was maybe a year and a half ago. I ended up going through the same course that I had bought for her. And now I know it slightly better than I know it now. I have since purchased another course where I'm going to deep dive into it even further. The first course that I bought for us was Nerd Enterprises, Nerds, Ocean of Notion. He has it available on his website for sale for $197. If you're considering buying this, pop into the Facebook group, Gentle Frogs Bookkeeping Lilypad, and just ask me any questions you have about it, or take a look at it because he does offer a 90-day money-back guarantee. He has a new course that he just came out with a couple weeks ago called the Bulletproof Notion Workflow Management System for Accountants and Bookkeepers. This one's $747. I did buy this. I was part of the beta and I haven't gotten through it yet. So I can't speak to how this workflow management system course is or who it may be a good fit for. The initial Ocean of Notion course was incredibly helpful in just helping me discover how I was going to use Notion. And, and for me, I use it for collecting my client videos. When I have a one-on-one call with people, I record the call and I send them back with the video and I send them back the notes. I'm able to create a place for that. And now people have a place they can go to and watch all their videos and read all of their notes and see all their homework. And then of course, if they want more calls with me, that's fine. But if they just want to revisit a topic, I have a place that's real easy for them. Now, not so secretly, and I tell my clients this, it's actually incredibly helpful for me because I have this place that I can go to. I can skim the last couple phone calls just before an appointment, and then I remember where we left off and what we were doing. If you were to catch me at the grocery store and want to resume a conversation that we've had, I won't remember. I'll remember your face. I'll remember that I liked you, but I won't remember your name or what we were talking about. So I needed a way to remember stuff. So back on point. Jess set up my Notion account. She set up the Notion page and then she recorded a video for me and said, okay, Rachel, here's Notion. Here's how you navigate Notion. Here's how you find your things. Here's how you share your things. Let me know if you need anything else. This is fantastic. She spent hours and hours going through, learning the software, setting it up. I then spent less than an hour using a thing that was custom designed for me. I don't mind that I had to pay her to do all this. This has really been to my benefit because we've started using Notion more and more as I've gotten more and more comfortable with it. This whole time, she's been one step ahead of me, or who am I kidding? She has been many steps ahead of me. It is very likely that you've heard that you need to hire people who are smart in the ways that you're not, or people who are skilled in the area that you're weak. That's 100% what I've done. I hire people who are good at things that I'm not good at, and when somebody is willing to learn more... I will happily pay for them to learn more because they can distill it down into the things that I need so that I don't get overwhelmed, so that I do get it all set up, and so that I feel confident moving forward. Other things that she does for me that I would find entertaining but distracting include creating social media posts. She creates our post from scratch using Canva. There are a lot of places that you can buy Canva templates and then just tweak them slightly to match your brand. That's totally fantastic and it's also a distraction. If you want to do something like that, consider also hiring a VA and just saying, can I hire you for one hour, two hours a month? Can you update all these things to fit with my brand, change up the colors, tweak the messaging slightly so it doesn't look like everybody else's thing? These are tremendously helpful things that a VA can do for you where they don't really need to spend a bunch of time onboarding and getting to know your voice. These are things where someone can step in right now and help. I create a lot of content. We aim to put out two YouTube videos a week. And if all goes well, we're going to aim to put out two podcast episodes per week. In order to do this, somebody has to edit these things because seriously, it cannot be me. And then after they're edited, somebody needs to listen to them and make sure the edits are good. Everybody makes mistakes, myself included. I always have somebody else double checking our work. If I were to listen to the edited episodes or the edited YouTube videos, I would find myself thinking about how I should change the words and rerecord a bit. And oh, I just thought of the funniest joke I could totally include. These are my distractions. I ask Jess to listen to these things and if they're good, she will schedule my YouTube videos for release. When I want to update my website, I get very excited and I think to myself, I've spent hours, hours and hours and hours learning WordPress. I can go into the website and I can totally change that thing. And it's true, I can. I have learned to resist the urge to change the thing because sometimes I do something stupid and then the font's all wrong. And then I have to message Jess and ask her to restore a backup and please change the thing for me. So small tweaks to the website, 100% a thing that a VA can do. I happen to have a VA that has that skill set. If you don't, maybe you have a VA that works just a handful of hours or as needed researching and setting up software. Maybe you have one that's good at creating your social media posts based on whatever it is that you want or need done. Maybe you have somebody who's just a different set of ears and set of eyes to look at a video before it goes public. The second category that I have is drafting and creating things. Earlier, I mentioned that I have these YouTube videos. Well, I think to go with every YouTube video, I should have some sort of written how-to blog. But if I want to know something, I want to know it right now. And I don't particularly want to go through a 20-minute video to find it. Just in case there's other people like me in the world, I thought, well, this is great. We can turn these videos into blogs. And so that's what Jess does. And that's how we connected in the first place. I put up an ad up Upwork and I said, I need somebody to watch my videos and create step-by-step how-tos and put it on my WordPress blog. You don't need to know anything about bookkeeping. You don't need to know anything about QuickBooks. You need to be able to listen, screen capture, and summarize the steps that I'm providing verbally. Jess does an amazing job at this. All of my blogs say that they're written by me. They're really written by her, but she credits me because it's my words and she's just the one typing. So fantastic. There are a handful of other things that she will draft and create for me. Often it comes in the form of me sending an audio file and saying, oh, I want to do this thing and I want to convey this thing or I need a a document that looks like X or I need a, a spreadsheet that accomplishes Y and Z. She just creates a first draft for me because she's not a bookkeeper and because she doesn't live in my head. I'm never expecting her to know exactly what I need, but I am so incredibly grateful to be able to brain dump. And to just get a first draft so that when it's time for me to work on it, I'm not staring at a blank piece of paper trying to figure out where to go. Along the same lines of what I've been talking about, I have a weekly newsletter that goes out. At this point, it will be no surprise to you to find out that I don't write my weekly newsletter. My weekly newsletter is written by Jess. What'll happen is I'll send her an audio file where I describe the things of my week. Something that struck a chord with me, something that I've learned, something that just feels like a topic that should be discussed. She'll take my audio file, pop it into Otter to get a transcription, and then massage the transcript with the help of ChatGPT until she gets a newsletter draft. She knows enough of my voice from having had work together, but she's also able to take literally my voice and write a newsletter. The flow of it, again, with everything else, is that she'll draft it. I'll take a look at it, I'll make adjustments if necessary, and often they're not, and then they'll get scheduled to go out. That's all Jess. I'm the person in the middle, like I'm the bottleneck. She gets the audio file, she puts together a draft, she kind of looks at it, makes sure she likes it. It's on me to look at it and tell her anything that I want changed or adjusted, and then again, back to her to send it out the door. There are miscellaneous tasks that I'm incredibly happy to get help with. I want you to imagine that you've taken on a client. You need to do a year's worth of bookkeeping and the client uploads a bunch of bank statements. The bank statements are all named however the client felt like naming them. It's definitely not consistent. It's probably not organized in a way that's easy for you to work with or find. One of the things that Jess will do for me is she'll go through the files and she'll rename them. She knows the naming convention that I like. And if the client has a lot of statements, we have an Excel spreadsheet or a Google Sheet that will list out the accounts down the left-hand side. So cell A1 has a bank account and cell A2 has a different bank account and so forth. And then across the top, where you have columns A, B, C, D, etc, we'll have the different months. So I might say January 2023, the next one will be February 2023, and so on. She'll fill in this matrix, not really with happy and sad faces, but green checks or red Xs, so that I can see at a glance The client gave me 50 bank statements. I know I'm missing some. What am I missing? She can just say, I've renamed all the bank statements. Here's what you have and here's what you're missing. And then from there, I can contact the client and say, oh, I need to get these particular things. You know, they weren't previously provided. There's a lot of ways to go about this. You could totally use software and have the client upload the statements to the correct software folder. I just don't. I want to reduce the friction. I want my clients to send statements so that Megan and I can work on stuff. And I don't want to be the person spending 20 or 30 minutes looking at the statements, trying to organize and figure out what statements I'm missing. I'll start to do that. And then I'll start to think, oh, I could probably code that. Oh, how great. There's check images or, you know what I mean? Like I just go down the land of distraction anyhow. But if I can first ask for everything that I need, that's fantastic. Just takes over my distractions and prevents me from being the bottleneck as much as possible. I have mentioned a few times that Jess isn't a bookkeeper. I think that that's fair to say, but I also want to mention that she has her own business. And as far as I know, she does her own bookkeeping. So for a tiny moment in her day, she's a bookkeeper. But for most of the day, she's not. She's a person who crafted a business doing the stuff she loves. One of the things that I really love about hiring a person who is not a bookkeeper to be my right hand, my virtual assistant, is that I get outside perspectives. I do not need to hear from another bookkeeper about what they think I should do within my bookkeeping business. I have so many, so many amazing bookkeepers in my network. I am so grateful for them. I love them dearly and they are amazing. What I really need is somebody with outside perspective. When I get these ideas, and I'm sure we all get them, where I have decided that I'm going to get a new software or I'm going to roll out a new marketing plan, or I have any other list of shiny objects and new initiatives, and we're going to throw everything out and we're going to do this thing instead. Just as the person who takes a step back and says, that's really great, but as a small business owner who's kind of sort of in your target market, that's kind of nonsense, or that's a fantastic idea. I see it with other clients that I work with. You should totally do the thing. I think one of the benefits of having a virtual assistant who is not a bookkeeper is that you get an outside perspective. You get to hear from someone that works with other small businesses because that's what they do. They're a virtual assistant to businesses. Where we might spend our time listening to other accountants and so forth, on podcasts, on YouTube videos, a virtual assistant is going to have their own passions and they're going to listen to their own flavor of business-related stuff. I emphasize this because I don't think it's fair to hire someone as a bookkeeper and to expect them to be your virtual assistant or vice versa. This is right along the same lines as when you work with a client and they tell you that their front desk receptionist is going to be their bookkeeper because they're already here and I'm already paying them. And why not? It's not like QuickBooks is that hard. And you might have a professional face outward, but inward, you're like, no, no, these are two completely different set of skills. I really feel strongly that the same is true for having a virtual assistant versus having a bookkeeper. I started this by letting you know that I was going to talk about things that Jess does for me that might be things that a virtual assistant can do for you. I really want to be clear. She does a ton of things and I can make different episodes on the different things she does for me. I really wanted to cherry pick the things that she does That might inspire you to hire someone if you need help or if you're spending too much time distracted like I am. I want to let you know that you are not obligated to hire a virtual assistant for 20 or 40 hours a week. When I hired Jess, I think I was able to pay her for one or two hours a week. Maybe it was one or two hours a month. Whatever it was, that number was so embarrassingly small that I apologized in the beginning I was like, I know I need help. If you can help me write these blogs, and if it drives more business, then I can pay you for more work. But in the interim, I'm just broke. If you're willing to work with me, I will be extremely appreciative. I will never ask you to drop everything and work on my thing. You can work on your own schedule as much or as little as you want within the parameters of my budget. And I will be eternally grateful. That worked out. Jess now gets to work as many hours as she wants. She just bills me. I pay it. I never think twice about it. She lets me know when she can do stuff or when she has a busy week with her other clients. When considering what you might need in a virtual assistant, remember that that isn't necessarily going to be one person. If you go to the Frog About page located at gentlefrog.com forward slash about, you will see that there's a lot of people on there because everyone has a different skill set. I wouldn't ask my video editor to edit my podcast. I wouldn't ask my podcast editor to summarize my bank statements for me. If you're in a position like I am where you need different specialties, try to find people willing to work with you that are comfortable working for as many, or in my case, as few hours as you need to get those things done. Certainly some people are going to look for bigger clients and that's fine. And other people would be totally comfortable to have you as a client, even though they know they're not going to make a lot of money off you because you only need a little bit of help here and there. I mentioned the about page and I mentioned my extended team because you might hear me reference something that I've outsourced to a person. I want you to know how to get a hold of that person. My team is amazing. And if there's anything that I can do to ensure that they can keep their small business running, I want to do it. Sometimes what that looks like is helping to make sure they get their name out there. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me at gentlefrogsbookkeepinglilypad.com or at the Facebook group with the same name, general Frogs Bookkeeping Lilypad. Thank you so much, and have a great week.